What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We are going to talk about a fun topic today. Maybe it's going to be fun. Maybe not. Might be confronting. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll explore this together. We're going to talk about whether or not you can discern this if you are on a junk food diet for your soul. Are you on a junk food diet for your soul? This is something to check. Okay, so when you think about, let's just talk your body for a second, there's just some things that we know that we know that we know for sure, right? We can deny it, but we just know. We've probably seen the evidence of this in our life as well. If you consume a ton of carbs and a ton of sugar, you get very poor outputs from your body. You crash, you have mood swings, you get headaches. Your body is lethargic. You don't function as your body is designed to because the input is really low quality, poor quality. Your body is not getting what it needs. You can't expect it to function the way it's designed to. The same is true for your soul. And what I think is so, so interesting is that we live in a world where we are not taking care of our souls at all. And it's so bad that we don't even know how to anymore. Right. So when you think about what we allow ourselves to get exposed to, what we are consuming, what we are impacting by, it's a lot on your soul and you can't expect your yourself to function well based on what you're putting in your mind, based on what you're not processing, maybe emotionally, based on what's going on in your heart. And the word of God says, out of your heart flow all the issues of life, right? And a lot of times we're not even looking in there to evaluate what's happening. So just want you to check, just check, cause you know, do a little check. Are you on a junk food diet for your soul? If you're not sure, you're gonna find out real quick whether or not that's true for you. We're gonna go in there and give you some details to allow you to assess this, okay? Now, something that I think is really important to acknowledge right now is that we live in very uncertain times. We live in scary times. We live in times that are dark. We live in times that do not look like, by any forecast, are getting better. But God has not made us to coward in fear during these times. He's made us to be strong and very courageous. But you must hear and you must know that this is a choice. And if we don't choose to get strong and to be courageous, that doesn't just happen. That is not a random occurrence. And when we don't choose to do that, we suffer and we don't fare as well, and we don't go through hard times well, right? Even in that, we could suffer unnecessarily because we could choose better, yet we don't, okay? So I am going to give you some tools to help you proactively choose better, okay? Something that I think about in uncertain times A typical human reaction, right, is to fight, (laughs) flight, or freeze, right? That's what we do when we're in fear. We just run from something, we try to fight it or resist it, like, or we freeze. And we, like, literally shut down, we don't know what to do, right? So instead of that being the case, what do you need in order to do well in an uncertain time? For me, for example, I'm like, okay, I need some structure, 
I need some strategies, like I need some priorities, I need some strategy around those priorities, and I need to be committed to it, meaning I need to follow through, and then I need some time to assess that feedback that I'm getting so I can actually see what's working. I'm not just gonna keep trying to do the same things over and over. If they're not working, I'm gonna actually assess, is this working or not? So it's gonna help me know. And then I'm gonna keep trying new things. I'm gonna have a whole bunch of things that I'm led to pursue. And that fills in that big uncertainty gap. So when I just have some structure, some priorities, some strategies, right? Some accountability plugged into that and some feedback, I'm usually pretty good. Right. And those are very different times. But when we just let uncertainty overwhelm us and we start overthinking about it, we start, you know, playing along with these other narratives that are out in the world, which are never positive. We go in the direction of our thoughts, which usually is not a healthy direction, but we just do it because it's what we're used to. Okay, so I'm going to shake things up a little bit and give you some different things that you can be doing. But what's really helpful, the example that I just gave you, is predetermining how you're going to show up. Like decide in advance who you're going to be, how you're going to show up, and then go and do it. Okay? So here we go. Great leadership isn't just about leading others. It's all about how you lead yourself. And the hardest person to lead is yourself. The person looking in the mirror is the hardest person to lead. It just is. The person looking in the mirror is the hardest person to lead, okay? Your potential though, why this is important to acknowledge is that your potential to lead other people is a direct result of how you lead yourself. Your potential to lead other people is a direct result of how you lead yourself. So just do a self-assessment right now how are you leading yourself today? Like if nothing were to change, just assess how are you leading yourself today? What does that look like? What are you doing consistently? How are you leading? How are you showing up? Just do an assessment of how you are leading yourself today. Okay? So there's just a couple of things to be aware of in general when it comes to leadership. Number one, you need to develop a leadership identity. So if you've never done some of these, we're gonna hone in on number three, but I'm gonna give you a couple of things just to start considering. Okay, this is a lot of what you can work on with a coach. But number one, you wanna develop your leadership identity because it's not a title or a position actually that makes you a leader. Some of you probably know this, right? You've been under the influence of some people that did not lead well at all. Definitely proves that it's not the title or the position right? It's actually a mindset. So you've got to, just like we have an identity in life, right? You have a leadership identity. So you get to decide who as a leader you are going to show up and be. What is the influence that you're going to have? What is a great leader? Who makes a great leader from your perspective? How do they think? How do they show up? What characteristics do they embody? Like what is the identity of a great leader? leader. You start practicing that now. But a lot of that is a mindset. And you might realize that I have to work on developing the mindset of a leader. I've always thought of myself as a follower. I've always thought of myself, you know, as less than, or I've always thought of myself as whatever it might be. But who are you as a leader? Just like you might say, who are you as a daughter? Who are you as a son? Who are you as a husband? Who are you as a wife? Who are you as a friend? Who are you 
right? In all of these situations, who are you as a leader? That is a whole identity that needs a whole mindset to be driving that, okay? So that's something to think about. Now, the next one is you wanna make sure that you're developing leadership initiatives. There's gotta be priorities. There's gotta be things that you are developing to get better at your leadership. So what's ideal here is to pick one trait and develop it. So if you think a great leader is somebody that takes initiative, have things in your life that are actually allowing you to practice that. Are you volunteering in some kind of way? Can you take initiative in volunteering? Can you run a group? Can you facilitate something? Start taking initiative and for a period of time, develop that trait until you get really good at it. Then pick a new trait and get really good at that trait. And then pick another trait and get really, really good at that trait, okay? So for example, for me, just taking these first two, in the most simplest form, I think that a great leader is somebody that is a pioneer, somebody that is willing to see things differently, somebody that is willing to create a more empowering or freeing way to live, somebody that can you know, make something that's super complex simple, right? Somebody that can convert pain into power. Great leaders are, are masterful at doing this, right? So, okay, cool. Like, what is the mindset of somebody who does that? They clearly don't have a victim mindset, right? <laughs> There's no way. They, they clearly are not waiting on somebody else to give them an opportunity, right? They have a particular mindset. So I started thinking about that. How does a pioneer think? How does somebody who um, takes initiative, how do they think, right? How does somebody who creates something out of nothing, who, who really establishes new ideas and new systems and new programs, like how do they think? They probably have to have a massive amount of faith and belief. They have to be very resilient, determined, passionate, right? There's a lot that they're probably developing up in their brain, right? So I think about that. Then I think about, okay, cool. What are their traits and how do I develop them? Something that I've observed about a lot of my great leadership mentors is that they are excellent communicators. And for me, I was like, man, I am, I am weak in this area. I don't have examples in my sphere of influence to follow. That's probably a problem. I, I really have a lot of fear and insecurity. I would consider myself way more introverted. I don't do, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't have these big personalities like these people. I feel like I'm at a deficit, right? Like one, I don't know how to communicate. Two, I don't know how to express myself. How would I ever be a great leader? So rather than letting those two things alone be something that were hindrances in my life, I decided, well, these are gonna be two areas that I really go after and get better and better and better and better at. I'm willing to not be an expert. I'm willing to, to be humble and to keep learning new skills specifically in these areas because that impacts my leadership. And those two things alone are really, really important. Communicating yourself and expressing yourself well are huge qualities of great leaders, okay? So to me, you can just see, I'm like a pioneer <laughs> and even developing those true traits and getting really, really good at that. So number one, to develop your leadership, develop your leadership identity. Number two, develop leadership initiatives, like actually pick a trait and develop it for a period of time. And this takes a while. This usually takes some months, right? But pick it. I thought that I was somebody too that didn't seem very, 
Hmm. Adventurous. That was something that I wanted to, I was not a risk taker. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I was definitely a person that like played it safe. And I'm like, well, that's not exactly how leaders show up and things have a tendency to not look like the plan majority of the time, <laughs> right? So you've got to get comfortable getting uncomfortable and you do that by becoming more adventurous, right? And then number three is what we're going to talk about really, really today, which is developing your leadership inputs. And this is one that for sure I've been programming at least hardcore for the past seven or eight years. Definitely have been crazy intentional about this and it has made all of the difference in my health, in my mindset, in my emotional resilience, in my heart, <laughs> in my happiness, in my joy, in my energy management, in my relationships, in my my balance in my life, you know, right? Like how I can actually prioritize different things and, and say yes and no to things, my boundaries, my decision-making. It's been wild. So I'm gonna give you some insight into that today, okay? So let's just break this down. This sounds like super simple and elementary, but sometimes we need that, right? Like unless you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom, okay? So sometimes we just need things to be mm, simple. So in input, simply put, is what you put in. All right, right? Aren't you glad you're here? <laughs> An input is what you put in, okay? What you put in determines what comes out, okay? Again, if you think about this physically, you probably get it. What you put in determines what comes out. Your outcomes are results of what you put in always. Your outcomes, the outcomes that you have in your life are a result of what you put in always. I know when I first started to own this, that was very humbling and intimidating at the same time. So if you're there, okay, but it doesn't help you to deny it or prolong this, but just recognize if you are putting in things that are not healthy, that are not serving you, I'll give you some examples of where I was at, but if you're doing this, it's really important to recognize it because it is literally, like it's so simple when you can see it that way. So, so simple, but they're directly correlated, okay? So when I was putting in thoughts of self-hatred, when I was self-sabotaging, when I was you know, procrastinating when I was beating myself up and mentally speaking, right? Like, who am I to do this? Or I'm not good enough, or I don't know how to do that. Or, um, you know, meditating on fear day and night, or when I was just isolated and alone or like not out trying things, I wasn't getting any feedback to work with. Or when I was getting in my own way, like I wasn't consistent at any one thing, like I'd try this and then I'd go try this and I didn't get any real feedback because I wasn't fully committed to any one thing. It was kind of random, right? Those are some examples of, I didn't like the outputs in my life. I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere because how could I? Or I was even somebody that moved quite a bit and then I was like, okay, well, I feel like relationships in my life are sparse, right? Like I really value deep connection and relationships, but are you available for that? Like here you are like moving all the time, you're in all these different initiatives, like are you actually even developing relationship or deeper than that, do you know yourself enough to actually be authentic and build relationship authentically? Something to think about, right? Because if, if you really value authentic relationships, but you're only giving 
a version of yourself that you think people want you to be, how is that ever going to work? Because what's going to end up happening is they don't even know you or you might be unavailable to actually have those connections in your life and then you feel really unfulfilled and unsatisfied. So it's so, so important to just see like what are your inputs because if you don't like the outcome, it's because of what you're inputting. It's because of what you're thinking about and meditating on day and night. It's because of where you're at emotionally. If you're repressing things, you're literally cutting off your life experience and your ability to receive from from life or to give and express yourself well if you're storing up a whole bunch of things like resentment and judgment and unforgiveness in your heart that is the lens through which you're going to see the world and keep getting outcomes you're going to keep getting more and more of that in your life unless you're willing to sit in that and process it and heal okay so it was really intimidating for me at one point to be like yeah like i am actually there are some things in my life that I couldn't control. I was just like on the receiving end of those and that was true of a lot of life. So I developed this victim mindset or learned helplessness. We've talked about that before, right? But there's a point where that can no longer be your excuse. You have to own it. Okay, like that might've brought me here, but now what am I gonna do, right? Like I'm tired of being against myself. I'm tired of having these results in my life. I'm sick and tired of seeing these outcomes over and over and over again. I am worthy and deserving of the life that I want, but I have to get clear on what that is and go after it and own that. And that actually takes a lot of skill and determination, right? It's something that we usually can't do by ourselves, but it's being willing to admit that you need help in getting the help that you need. That could be a great thing. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> Essentially, to summarize that, you have undesirable outcomes because you have unhealthy inputs. If you keep having a chain of these dysfunctional relationships, you might be the common denominator here. It might be worth looking at that. If you keep having, you know, these things happen that are, are not what you would want to have happen, what are you inputting into yourself? Like, is that what you believe? Is that what you're a match for? Actually assess that and see. But undesirable outcomes are because of unhealthy inputs, always, okay? So change the inputs. And I'm gonna give you some ways to do this practically today. Most leaders in general, and I've seen this too in a bunch of the different leadership experiences that I've had, whether that's in coaching, whether that's in entrepreneurship, whether that's in corporate, whether that's a nonprofit, I've existed and really led in all of these industries, right? So no matter the industry, <laughs> all the leaders <laughs> did this, okay? And most leaders do this. Most leaders obsess about outcomes. They obsess about outcomes. They're all about the bottom line, all right? But the best leaders, and what's strange is these leaders usually don't tell you this, but the best leaders obsess about inputs. The best leaders obsess about inputs, okay? So to improve your inputs, we're going to talk about three things. Number one, you've got to focus on what you consume. Number two, got to focus on what you attempt. And number three, you've got to focus on who you surround yourself with, okay? So your life, if you don't know this, know this, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The same is true of your leadership. It's moving in the direction of your strongest 
thoughts. So if you don't think you're a leader, are you going to take on any leadership opportunities? Probably not. Your strongest thought is I'm not a leader. So just think about this. What are your strongest thoughts? They might not be true, number one, and they might not serve you. The key then would to change, it would be to change your thoughts, change your thinking. Think on whatsoever is pure, lovely, noble, praiseworthy. Challenge your focus and what you're thinking on. Get clear about what you're currently thinking on and then decide, do you wanna to continue to think on that? day and night, knowing that if you do, you will get the output of those thoughts. Your input of that thinking will get the output, okay? The content you consume shapes how you think. Hear that. The content you're consuming shapes how you think. Why then do you think the enemy loves the airwaves, right? He loves the airwaves because he can control then how you think or try to. The content you consume shapes how you think, which impacts your capacity to lead. You conform to what you consume. Do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will conform to what you consume. That is why this word is strong. Do not conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind because that changes your leadership. It changes your view. It changes how you carry yourself. It changes everything. Okay. What are you putting in? Just assess this on a day-to-day -day basis, on a week-to-week -week basis, on a monthly basis. What are you putting in? This is why in Courage Co., we are always making sure that you get exposed to great content. There's a masterclass and a challenge, both free every single month to make sure that you are putting in, in some form, maybe twice, two times out of the month, two different weeks out of the month, you're putting in good content. Okay. This podcast is good content, right? It's challenging how you think and how you show up, but what are you putting in? Many leaders are on a junk food diet for their mind and their soul. Are you on a junk food diet for your mind? So an example of this, social media, right? Like I am on social media to share and to serve and then I get off social media. I do not need to know about what's happening with somebody's cat. I do not need to learn the latest dance move. I do not need to be up to date on everybody's life. If I actually have a relationship, I am up to date. I do not need different people's highlights reels. This is not progressing me. This is not advancing me. This is not serving me in any kind of way. Why on earth would I give it a majority of my time? Like it's actually insane. If you look at how often you are on different apps throughout the week, that number might actually be really intimidating. So when you say you don't have time, is it true? Is it just highlighting that you can change what it is that you're focusing on? Could be. Netflix, right? A lot of times we'll go binge a Netflix reality series and we're not better for having done that. We just lost however many hours that is, right? That you don't get those back. What if you consumed some sort of personal development content in that time? What if you learned a new skill? What if you went back to school? instead of binging Netflix, like give up a subscription to Netflix for a year and go to school or learn a new skill. Watch what happens to your life. <laughs> Powerful. 
or negative news, right? Like how, how many times do you need to keep watching the news to know that it's always from a negative viewpoint and that it's always skewed? You're not better for watching that. Like maybe you wanna be up to date in some current life events, but do you need to be watching it to the extent that you do? Probably not. Okay, you get the idea. But what are you putting in? Think about that. Your physical body never grows stronger consuming carbs and sugar. Your leadership then is never strengthened by entertainment, distractions, social media. That is not strengthening you. It's actually like teaching you that that's how you think you're going to receive content. You're just going to get it in these little like tidbits of 30 seconds. Do 30 seconds really change your life? Maybe like it might be a challenging thought, but like, are you actually like integrating that and applying that in your life? Just a thought. Okay, moving on. The reality is you're not going to be a strong leader if you don't adjust your inputs. You're not going to be a strong leader if you don't adjust your inputs. Treat your leadership development in the same way you would your physical training or your budgeting and your financial training, like treat your leadership just like these other areas of priority in your life, your relationships, all of that. Your leadership affects every other area of your life. Treat it as a priority and invest in that area. Prioritize your leadership development because that does not happen just by accident or by default. Okay? Treat it like other habits that you have in your life. What are you putting into your soul today that will help you lead tomorrow? Do you need to be reading a book for 15 minutes a day? Are you listening to a podcast that is building you up? Are you invested in a program? Have you hired a coach? Like, what are you investing in today that's going to help your leadership tomorrow? And this is of utmost importance. This is not a luxury, especially when we're in uncertain times. You have to become stronger. You prepare in advance. You just don't let an uncertain time hit you and get stuck and not be prepared for that. You prepare in advance. That should actually increase your hunger, your desire to learn, to grow, to get better, to get stronger so that you can be more powerful in any season. Okay? Because they will come. Seasons come, right? Are you going to be ready for them? That's really the question. Your leadership helps you get ready. What goes into your mind comes out in your leadership. There's no excuse today for, con for not consuming great content. It is accessible. The real question is, will you invest in it? You know, it's wild. Like, to not think that you're not going to need courage is crazy. If there's one skill that we need right now, it's courage. Because cowardness is the norm. You don't break that by doing more coward things, right? By shrinking back and choosing to be a coward, right? By living in these cowardice cycles, that is not how you become courageous. It's just not. Or to, to think that purpose doesn't matter, well, then where are you going? Do you want a life without meaning and fulfillment? Because without purpose, that is what you'll have. You know, you might get some things, but if you don't have purpose, like what do you really have at the end of the day? And if you don't have vision, you perish. That's pretty clear in the word, right? Without vision, people perish. So what is the vision? God is a God of vision, right? He's a God of purpose. He's a God of order. Do you want more of that in your life? You have a partner. 
that is something that you can choose and something that you create, but it's something that you invest in. It's something that you develop, okay? You will not be a strong leader if you do not adjust your inputs. Treat your leadership in the same way you would other habits that are important to you, okay? There's no excuse today for not consuming great content. You can work with coaches. I know when I first found my very first coach, I didn't even know what coaching was or that it was possible. Now, sure, there's there's flaws in the industry that people might say, right? But that just says it's on you to vet people and make sure that you select a great one, just like you would with a therapist, right? Like when I hire a therapist, I'm interviewing them to see if they're a good fit for me and if they can truly help me. I do the same thing with coaches. I do the same thing with programs. I make sure that I'm gonna walk away with what it is that I have need of, but I'm not letting somebody else tell me that. I'm doing my work in advance. Like, is this person, did God lead me to this person? Is this person an answer to what I've been praying about, right? Does this person have in their life already things that I know God is developing me in or has next for me to learn, right? Is their fruit? Is their life demonstrating the fruit of what they say they're about? Do they have the character or some qualities of character that I want to develop? Are they showing up and taking risks in some sort of way? Really interesting, right? But a lot of times we don't actually sit back and reflect on these things. So what are you putting into your soul today that will help you lead tomorrow? Now, the other thing that we were going to talk about is what are you attempting? Okay, this is really interesting. Sometimes we can get so caught up in just being a consumer. We just like binge content, you know, and then we don't actually do anything with it. We just sit on it, right? Like, think about that. If you go and you get a degree <laughs> and you just sit on it, like, what was the point of all of that time, all of that investment, all of those sleepless nights, all of that money, if you just sit on it? And what good is it if you don't allow that to create something powerful through you, right? It's not good just to have great exposure. You've actually got to attempt things too, okay? So what are you attempting? You don't grow just by doing what you did in a previous season, right? You grow by doing more of what you did maybe or doing something different than what you normally do. So an example of this, when I was doing an entrepreneurial adventure, I was in the fitness space, right? And developing a wellness business as part of what I was doing, as part of like the coaching that I was doing. And this was something that was interesting. I was led to this opportunity to really just level up my lifestyle habits, and that's truly what it was for. But I actually got looped in into building a business as well. And I was blown away by how much work and how much effort that took, okay? I really did not think that that was going to be the case, right? Like it sounded so much better than the work was, <laughs> right? And it just was so much. And so that would have been different probably if I was led to do that or if I had real passion for that. And that's never been something that I, it has been my jam. It's something that's been programmed into my lifestyle, but it's not something that I love necessarily building a business around, right? It wouldn't have been what I would choose. And that's why I'm not doing something like that today, right? But that is what's required <laughs> and even like the business that I do today. A lot of those inputs were required. That just legitimately is how much work it takes. I just did not know that, right? And so sometimes it's it's almost like when people have worked in the corporate space for a while, then they want to run their own 
business to have more time freedom, let's say, or more financial freedom. And what they don't realize is that's not an overnight move. <laughs> Usually it takes years to, to create something that's truly that sustainable that gives you that freedom. Now, in context, that's absolutely worth it, but I think it's a disservice when people think that they can just jump and get like rich quick or get freedom quick. It just does not happen that way. And frankly, I wouldn't trust anything that's promising you that either. It's just not how it happens. It takes work. It just genuinely does. That's just part of it, right? A dream comes with much effort. Biblical. It's just part of it right? And it's, are you developing the character and attempting the things required to be a part of that, right? Your leadership is really not just on what you are putting into you and what you're consuming, but it's much more about what you're attempting as well, okay? And you grow by doing more. So those inputs that I was doing before, I actually had to do way more of them to get the results that I believed, right? Were worthy of that. I had to do way more, <laughs> way more, and get better at systems and team building, all of that. Or I had to do something different and I had to figure that out too. There was just some things that I was being advised to do that did not work for me and I had to own that and then explore like what would work for me, okay? So grow in a new and unrelated area of life. This is how you can really grow in your leadership when you're attempting something new and unrelated to what you do. Something different that will stretch you, okay? Because truly we all have, this is just being human, right? We all have some sort of leadership insecurity. Like I'm not good at public speaking, I'm not good at leading groups, I'm not good at facilitating, I'm not good at um, managing budgets, I'm not good at Excel, whatever it is, right? We have some leadership insecurity but when you attempt something new it helps your leadership and it does a couple of things it increases your humility because you have to be new you have to try something and not know what's going to happen when you try it you have to be humble you have to be willing to try something and show up and do a new thing it gets you comfortable being uncomfortable because that's what it takes in life right you have to push through discomfort and that's what great leaders do. They know that that discomfort is normal and that growth and comfort never coexist. Growth and comfort never coexist, okay? So this gets you comfortable with being uncomfortable and it also builds your confidence that you're always growing, right? So you're able to give yourself more grace. Like this is just part of the process, like I'm always growing, I'm always learning, I might not know something, but I'm willing to learn it, I'm willing to get better at this, I'm learning to try new things, I'm willing to evolve, and I'm gonna give myself the space, the grace, the attempts to do that, right? Every big leadership accomplishment starts small. It truly does. Every great leadership accomplishment starts small, all right? So what are some small things that you can attempt to do today that are unrelated or different from what you are doing. Something that I love to do is I love to just try new hobbies to again, break that, that thought or that pattern of feeling like safe all the time or like needing structure and order, like all of that to like break that and become more adventurous and just keep myself in this growth mindset or humble or moldable or pliable, all of that, is I'll make a list of all these interesting weird things that 
would seem silly to try, right? Like, what is something that I haven't tried before? What is something that I could go explore? What is something new and totally unrelated to just what I'm doing every day in life? And let me just put it on the calendar and show up and do it, okay? And it could be something that maybe, like, whatever your weird is, you know? I was led to do a bunch of networking in person last year. Not my jam, not my most favorite thing, not what I enjoy doing at all, but I kind of just viewed it like going to acting classes because <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like everybody goes in there and they put on like their persona and they've got their pitch memorized. They're going to tell you all about their business and all that stuff. And it was just so silly. And I would go in there and I would just do improv style. I wouldn't have anything prepared. I would just see like feel the room and just see what was happening and then show up in that space and just like trust however God was going to lead me. And what this turned into was there was always somebody in the room that God wanted to minister to. So it was like I was being sent on assignment to minister to people at all these different networking events that I was going to. It wasn't really about networking at all. Like that did happen, but that wasn't what it was about. And I got really good at talking about what I do in all of these different ways. And it was fascinating to see how people responded just wild. But that was just something, again, that I got really good at just by being out of my comfort zone multiple times a week throughout the year. Okay, so silly example, but what are you attempting to get really, really good? So if like communicating with people and building new connections is awkward, put yourself in more situations where you get better at that and it's not as awkward. It's just normal, right? Okay. Dun, dun, dun. And then lastly, the other piece is focusing on who you surround yourself with. You know that quote, that saying that is out there, like you become like the five people that you surround yourself with, right? The five people that are around you is really a reflection of your future and what you're going to start looking like, right? Really, really interesting to think about that. I'm fixing the lighting in here. Okay. So think about that, meditate on that, consider that. Like, are you inspired by who is around you currently? Are you being pushed by them currently? How good are the people that you're surrounding yourself with? Think about that. You know, like, depending on what your desires are, depending on how you want to grow, are you surrounded with examples of that around you? And this is really important if you're somebody like me, that didn't have these examples or these influences around you. Go find them and surround yourself with them. So if you didn't have a bunch of fit, healthy people around you, go join a gym. <laughs> you'll see them everywhere and you'll start learning a new habit. And you can might you might be able to mingle with people, right? Like I went to to the gym with a friend the other day and he wanted to be he wanted to have accountability when he was doing squats because squatting by yourself apparently is no fun. And he met two, two guys that were, had just moved here maybe a week ago and they were helping him do these different squats and they like learned all new things from each other and like started talking about business. It was a whole thing and it just formed a whole new connection just from this desire to learn to find a, like a squat partner. Just a hilarious, interesting thing. But that would have never happened if he never chose to go to the gym in the first place. If he wasn't willing to feel uncomfortable and like look for somebody else that could be a partner and accountability buddy during this exercise. It was just he was willing to look for it and he found it. Okay? So something to think about there. Who are you surrounding yourself with now? Are you surrounding yourself with fit people if you want to be fit? What does that mean, right? Get clear. Are you around people that are eating 
you know, in a way that you need to learn how to start eating or have these better lifestyle habits that you're being told to start practicing. Like, where are those people? Could you take a class and build connections with those people? Are you surrounding, do you want a great marriage? Are you surrounding yourself with people that have a great marriage? Are you just around people that have broken marriages and are stuck and are not moving forward in relationship? Right? Are you surrounding yourself with people that are successful entrepreneurs and have traction there? Are you struggling your, surrounding yourself with just a bunch of people that are talking about being an entrepreneur but not actually doing it? There's a big difference. Are you surrounding yourself with people that are generous or with people that are just selfish and self-centered? Right? Are you surrounding yourself with people that just gossip and talk about other people? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that talk about vision and great ideas? Are you surrounding yourself with people that have rich character? Character that you admire, people that inspire you, that are modeling an example of what's possible. Are you surrounding yourself with that? Are the people around you pushing you, mentoring you, helping you learn something, bringing about transformation in your life? You should be evolving. You should be growing, right? Are people in your life helping you do that? And when you do have these people in your life, don't just study what they do. Learn how they think. Great leaders are great thinkers. They're great at focus. They have a lot of discipline, a lot of self-control. They're reading a lot of great material. They're studying a lot of the great things. They're having experiences that are out of the box usually. So think about it. Expose yourself to that. What are they thinking? Don't just study what they're doing. What are they thinking? Again, just like consumption, there's no excuse for not consuming great content. It is at your fingertips. Like I think about even growing up, we had to go to the library and we had to get encyclopedias and do research papers from encyclopedias. We couldn't just Google something, right? But everything is at your fingertips and in your access and you can decide if it's worth that investment. You know, like it's really interesting. We're like, oh yeah, like I can spend $150 on Starbucks every month, but I won't even spend that much on my personal development. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, you spend more on gas than you do actually your soul. Interesting. Like, how much are you spending at the grocery store versus how much are you actually spending renewing your mind, becoming emotionally intelligent, healing your heart, developing your leadership? These are confronting questions, but unless you confront them, you don't change them. What might it be worth to you to change some spending habits to start developing yourself? a good question. <laughs> There's no excuse for not being around great people. You can make that happen. And it's really important that you do these things, that you focus on what you're consuming, that you focus on what you're attempting, and that you focus on who you're surrounding yourself with. Because I can tell you, undergraduate education did not necessarily teach me what I'm doing today. It didn't teach me how to have great relationships. It didn't teach me how to think outside of the box necessarily. It didn't teach me how to thrive spiritually. College didn't teach me that. Those were things that I had to keep going outside to find, right? Or then I think about grad school. Grad school taught me a lot, but it didn't teach me how to be an entrepreneur. It didn't teach me sales. It didn't teach me marketing. It didn't teach me promotions. It didn't teach me uh, building community. 
didn't teach me that. <laughs> taught me a lot of great skills. It taught me a lot about character and psychology and sociology, uh, creativity, a lot of things, right? But it didn't teach me some of the things that I still needed. And when I think about different certifications that I've got, whether it's been, you know, coaching, coaching is, is great and it's beautiful and it taught me a ton of skills. But again, that didn't translate to just this certification does not equal like a business degree, right? There's still like so much that you have to learn to be a great business owner, you know, like getting certified in coaching does not teach you trauma therapy, right? Being great at coaching doesn't teach you how to manage finance well. There's just things that I had to continue to learn outside of the box to get better. I can't just get a certification and think that's it. It's just not how it works. And we're not served when people tell us that, right? Or going to ministry school did not teach me how to develop personally. It taught me how to develop spiritually, okay? But there wasn't anything bridging that gap for me. So I had to start doing that work to figure out how that translates. There wasn't anybody teaching me that right? There wasn't somebody teaching me like, how do I apply what I'm learning in ministry school in the real world? How do I do that? Right? How do you become a marketplace minister? Right? It's not like you just go get these spiritual skills and you become a pastor or something like that's not my call. So how do you actually take what you learn spiritually and deploy it in the world and in the area that you're called to? Like people weren't teaching me that. Do you get the idea? You don't just go to school and you're set for life. That's not what happens. You have to constantly grow and you have to be humble. You have to be moldable. You have to be willing to go out and get these skills. You have to be willing to invest, right? Like I think about when I first invested in my business and I was like, holy Moses, this is a lot of money. <laughs> You've got to have a money for this website. You've got to have money for these photos. You've got to have money for, you know, these business cards at the time. You've got to have money to record all these videos and edit all these videos. You've got to have money to go to all these conferences and set up booths and things. you got to have money. you got to have money to have this office space. It required a lot, you know, and sometimes you don't know until you're in it. But are you willing to learn and do what it takes? Because you have to invest. You have to. And that will never change, right? And in fact, it's like the higher you're going to go, the more you need to be investing in yourself the greater relationships that you need to have, the more systems that you need to have. Okay, so think about that. If you are not prioritizing your leadership development, why? Can you really afford not to if you're honest? You know, you might say, well, I just don't, I don't really have a desire for that. Well, do you have a desire to be a great mother? Do you have a desire to lead your family well? Do you have a desire to communicate? better? Do you have a desire to create change? <laughs> Do you have a desire to lead in any kind of way? What are you doing to develop that? These are things to think about, okay? So think about that for you right now. Think about this. Who is around you right now? What will you consume that will stretch your leadership? You know, like from whatever you're hearing today that's resonating with you, moving forward, what will you consume that will stretch your leadership? Have a leadership consumption plan. What are you going to do? Like I've told you a couple of things that I do. 
I pray about this and I ask God and I'm getting clarity on what it need, what I need to get better at. And that's been many things, sort of what I've been mentioning to you. It's, you know, been different things over time. It's been sales skills. It's been marketing. It's been social media. It's been systems. It's been technology. It's been apps. It's been programming. It's been, um, email funnels, you know what I mean? Like it's been so many things that I just didn't know how to do that. But rather than being like, I don't know how to do that, I'm gonna go learn how to do that. It's been creating audiobooks most recently. I'm like, I don't know how to edit audio, but I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> right? I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna get better. I'm I'm willing to not know and to go get that skill because I know what God told me to do. So I usually connect it to a goal or something that God has told me to do right? And that I invest in getting better at that. So, you know, even this podcast could be an example, right? I recently just went through a whole new program on podcasting. You know, I'm not going to say, like, I literally keep this. I am a learner. I am a student and a teacher always. And I'm going to constantly get better and better because that's how I serve well. That's how I serve with excellence. And I offer a lot of value. That's very important to me. So I'm going to keep investing in myself so I can keep offering the highest value in more and more ways. Right? So just think about that for you. I connect this to investing in coaching, to investing in therapy, to investing in spiritual development, to investing in, you know, a new skill or, or a new program that commits me to something for a period of time and I'm going to commit to showing up to that commitment with everything that I've got for that said period of time and when that's up I've already got the next thing queued up it's just part of my development plan and I write these things off in my business okay leadership development is part of my business development plan okay so think about that for you have a leadership consumption plan what are you going to be consuming Pay for it now, invest in it now, get coaching, get whatever it is that you need, but get it. Don't just think that this is just gonna happen randomly and that you'll just figure it out. That is not how it works. And God isn't just gonna change you. Like you are co-laboring with God. God has a part and you do too. God will not do your part. He will do his part, but he will not do your part, right? If he's telling you to go heal, get yourself in a recovery program right? Or let him tell you what that specifically means for you, right? If he's wanting to develop your speaking ability, like plug into Toastmasters or Speakers Association or something, like make that a literal thing that you do. Don't just expect him to like, poof, I gave you that gift. He's like, no, it's already in you. Start activating it. Start practicing it. Start developing it. Get good at it. Refine it. Put yourself in situations where you get good at it, okay? So what will you consume that will stretch your leadership? Have a leadership consumption plan. And if you don't have one, get with God and ask him, what is the plan? What would you have me develop in this season? And he's always developing you, so it's not nothing, okay? What can you attempt that will create humility and growth? What is something that you can do? Something that you're like, ooh, that's awkward. That makes me feel weird, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> what is that thing? What is that thing? And it will feel like that, okay? So learning something new feels like that, but what is something that you can attempt that will create humility and growth? What is that for you? And even think like this month, this week, this quarter, whatever that is, this year, 
but make it really literal and practical. And then look at the people you're around. Who are the people that you need in your life to stretch your leadership? So I mentioned coaching earlier. I needed a coach in my life to stretch my thinking and to change the questions I was asking. I was asking a lot of crappy questions and getting a lot of crappy answers. And I needed somebody to challenge my thinking, somebody to hold me accountable, somebody to like hold me to what it is that I actually want, what I desire, what I'm called to, what resonates deeply in my soul. And I was not doing that work. I needed to invest in having a coach in my life to change the way I was living my life entirely. And I was willing to do it because I was afraid of what was gonna happen if I didn't start answering those questions because that meant if I don't have those answers, somebody else does, somebody else does. And whoever is more clear is the one that's gonna guide me, right? I didn't wanna just lead my life being directed by other people. I wanted to own my life and create what I'm here to create. I don't wanna leave that up to other people. Okay, so I had to get clear. Who am I? What do I want? How am I gonna get it? What am I here to do? Who am I here to serve? I had to start getting really clear and coaching was that for me. And I also then started to find out there was a lot of things that I had to heal. So therapy was the answer for me. Then I found out, man, I have a lot of skills. Like nobody has pioneered these paths for me. I've got a lot of skills to learn. So I gotta invest in that. Oof, actually now that I invested in that, I realized I gotta go invest in this. Now that I have that skill, I realize that I need this skill. And none of that is wasted, but it is required for the journey. Investment is required for the journey, okay? But who is in your life and who do you need in your life that will stretch your leadership? Who is in your life that will stretch your leadership? You need these people, okay? And if you have them, be grateful for these people. <laughs> Honor these people, okay? There's really so much more potential in you than you know. You are literally a gold mine, okay? But we're always taught, again, to be looking outside of ourselves versus within. There's so much more in you than you know. Taking this biblically, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. What you input will come out. Based on what you are inputting now, do you like the forecast of that harvest? If you don't, change your inputs. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. <laughs> so good, right? Are you surrounded with people that are full of faith? That think outside of the box, that are not easily limited or controlled, right? That are pioneering something, that are full of faith, that are encouraging, that are bold, that are courageous, that are making moves in the world. That's not random. Imitate their faith, right? Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Are you serving anybody? You know, a lot of times too, especially in a spiritual space, different things can be imparted to you by showing these people honor and serving them well. You know, like a lot of times people might go looking for a platform, but you've got to be a servant. Like, are you willing to actually honor people 
that are where you see yourself being, can you honor them? Can you support them? Can you forward their vision? Can you submit to their authority? Something to think about, right? It's a really great quality to have. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Are you only thinking about yourself or are you actually concerned about the interests and the lives of other people? Because it's when we get really clear about how we can serve other people that our mission and our purpose becomes clear. We usually can't see that and be effective at what we're here to do when we're really selfish and self-centered. Me, 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 I, I, I. It's so much bigger than you. Are you a part of anything that is bigger than you? Get a part of something that is bigger than you. Get into community so you start to see too that you're not the only one that has issues. You're not the only one who is struggling. You're not the only one who's recovering from something. You're not the only one that's been through trauma. You're not the only one that's been through a bad relationship. Right? When you get around other people, it's actually really encouraging because we're changed by the word of God and the power of people's testimonies, right? Super, super important, okay? So the message today, when we are in uncertain times, don't let what is uncertain consume you, but position yourself to actually go after things that you can develop to be effective in challenging seasons. Let that drive your hunger. Let that drive your focus, right? When we see other people freaking out and acting out in all these crazy wild ways and having all these mood swings, right? Be the one that focuses, that gets clear, that gets intentional, that predetermines how you're going to show up no matter what. Really, really powerful, okay? So think about this for you. What are you consuming? What are you putting in? Are there any outcomes in your life that you're not satisfied with? Change your inputs. Change your inputs. Also, what are you attempting? Are you attempting anything? Right? Are you just complaining about outcomes that you have in your life but not attempting anything new? How are you going to have anything different happen in your life if you're not doing anything different? Or if you're not driving a little bit harder in some area. Yeah, but I sent out one email. You sent out one email? <laughs> right? How many people like just didn't even see that email? You got to send out a few more. Yeah, but I made that post. You made one post. You know, with the algorithms and all the things that are operating, like really? <laughs> Think about it. What are you attempting really? And are you attempting it enough to actually get some feedback, right? And then who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with anybody that's helping you stretch and grow? People that actually have the fruit of what it is that you desire or what you're led to have. Don't just do what they do. Like get around them, but don't just do what they do. Examine how they think. Get in their mind. What are they reading? What are they studying? What's challenging them? How do they approach things? How are they thinking? That will give you so much valuable information. Okay, so a way that you combat uncertainty is predetermining how you're going to show up no matter what. You can be certain of you and how you're going to show up. That is something that you can set in advance and you can set it and do it. Decide what you're going to do and do it. 
And that will actually bring a lot of relief and certainty to you and you'll get better, right? You'll be humble, you'll stay uncomfortable, and you'll start getting confidence about growing. And that is normal, right? Growth is normal, that's just how you get better. So challenge yourself with this message today. Maybe re-listen to it, take some notes, but apply what is here, right? Listening is one thing, but applying this is really what's valuable. And if you want to take it further, you can get plugged into Courage Co. We have a challenge this Thursday, actually. It's all about perseverance, the power of perseverance, okay? This is a really, really powerful message. It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. It is totally free. You can plug into it at Courage Co., www.courageco.org for free. Plug in there. Once you plug in, it'll be under events and you can RSVP and sync it with your calendar. We also have a challenge the very last week of the month, another free challenge. We have a prayer call this Wednesday morning, also free. We're launching small groups at the end of the month. We've got three different small groups that you can plug into. Biblical Breakthrough, Good For Your Soul Sisters, a devotional group, and also Friday Fire, which is an activation group. So these are all free how you can build community, deepen connection, and really invest in your development. So if you don't have a place to plug in, you do now, you're welcome. Join us, Courage Co. is all about living your most impactful, your most courageous and impactful story, and we do that with God. Apart from God, we are nothing. Apart from God, we can no, do no good thing. And so this is a space, a safe space off social media where you can just literally invest in your development with people that want to do the same, okay? So plug yourself into Courage Co. It's a really great thing to do. There's so many other resources there that you can plug into as well. All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. 
I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.